This podcast is about heroes in military and law enforcement. Some gave their service for America and served in the armed forces. Some have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, and others protected the local community and died in the line of duty. Our lives would be a whole lot different if it weren't for the hard work and sacrifice of these brave men and women. They could have gone on to live lives that were less dangerous. However, they dedicated themselves to your protection. If you ever have the pleasure of talking to one of them, they'll tell you, I'm not a hero, but I have the honor of walking beside a few. Others will say, the real heroes are those who didn't make it back home. Marcinko was born on November 1st, 1940 in Lansford, Pennsylvania, and is of Slavic descent. At a young age, his family moved to New Brunswick, New Jersey. He dropped out of high school and tried to join the Marines, but they wouldn't take him due to the lack of his diploma. He finished his schooling at Admiral Farragut Academy in Toms River, New Jersey, and enlisted in the United States Navy in 1958 as a radio man. He was then accepted into Underwater Demolition Team, UDTR, Class 26, in June of 1961. The UDT guys started during World War II and would clear the beaches before large-scale landings. Marcinko and the UDT frogmen would soon be developed into the first Navy SEAL team. He graduated from Officer Candidate School in December 1965 and was commissioned as an ensign. He then was reassigned to SEAL Team 2 in 1966. Soon afterwards, he received a Bachelor of Arts degree in International Relations from Auburn University and a Master of Arts degree in Political Science from the Navy Postgraduate School. In January 1967, Marcinko deployed across the pond to Vietnam with 2nd Platoon SEAL Team 2 for a six-month tour. On May 18, 1967, he led his men in an offensive on Ilo Ilo Han, Ilo Ilo Island, where they took out many Viet Cong and demolished six of their sampan boats. This operation would be known as the most successful Navy SEAL operation in the Mekong Delta by the U.S. Navy. As a result of this mission, Marcinko was given the first of his four bronze stars, as well as a Vietnamese cross of gallantry with a silver star. Marcinko returned to Vietnam as officer in charge of 8th Platoon SEAL Team 2 after several months stateside. During the Tet Offensive on January 30, 1968, Marcinko ordered his platoon to assist Army Green Berets at Chow Dock. What started out as an urban street assault turned into a rescue mission of American nurses and a schoolteacher trapped in the city's church and hospital. Upon completion of his second tour and a two-year staff assignment, Marcinko was promoted to lieutenant commander and assigned as the naval attaché to Cambodia in 1973. After serving in Cambodia for 18 months, Marcinko returned to the U.S. and assumed command of SEAL Team 2. During the Iranian hostage crisis in 1979, Marcinko was one of two Navy delegates for a Joint Chiefs of Staff detail known as the TAT, Terrorist Action Team. TAT was tasked to implement an operation to liberate the 52 American hostages who were held in Iran. This joint operation between all U.S. military branches developed into what is known as Operation Eagle Claw. After all the troops arrived to begin the mission, several of the helicopters were inoperable. It was then decided that the mission would be scratched. As the vehicles were departing, one of the helicopters crashed into a C-130 transport plane and exploded into a fireball. 
Eight servicemen were killed. In the aftermath of the debacle, the Navy saw the need for a full-time dedicated counterterrorism team and handed the reins to Marcinko with its formulation and development. Marcinko was the initial commander for this new counterterrorism unit. Now it was time to come up with the name. It was public knowledge that the Navy had only two SEAL teams at the time. It was said that Marcinko named his unit SEAL Team 6, so other nations, mainly the Soviet Union, would be thrown off into thinking the U.S. had three other operating SEAL teams that were unaccounted for. The highest qualifying members were individually chosen as the unit's first members. They were mainly from across the U.S. Navy's Special Operations Community, along with an exclusive anti-terrorism tactical unit of SEAL Team 2 that was codenamed Mob 6. SEAL Team 6 would be the Navy's Tier 1 counterterrorism team. Tier 1 units are the best of the best. They operate above all other Tier 2 units, like the Army Rangers, Green Berets, Marine Force Recon, Marine Raiders, and the like. Tier 1 units operate and coordinate with the CIA's Special Activities Division, CAD, during clandestine missions. The only other acknowledged Tier 1 Special Operations teams in the U.S. are the 1st Special Forces Operational Detachment Delta, or Delta Force, and the Air Force's 24th Special Tactics Squadron, which includes pararescuemen and combat controllers. Usually, the Navy allowed for a two-year command rotation for SEAL teams. However, Marcinko commanded SEAL Team 6 for three years, from August 1980 to July 1983. After handing over command of SEAL Team 6, Marcinko was given an assignment by Vice Admiral James Ace Lyons, Deputy Chief of Naval Operations. Lyons asked him to fashion a special team that would test the Navy's susceptibility to terrorism. This unit was called the Navy Security Coordination Team, Op 06D, also called Red Cell. In 1984, Marcinko personally selected a 12-man team from his former operators in SEAL Team 6, and one from Marine Force Recon. This team assessed the security of naval bases, nuclear submarines, ships, civilian airports, and one American embassy. Once Red Cell was underway, they were successful in permeating what were apparently impervious, highly protected military bases, nuclear submarines, ships, and other alleged secure areas, such as Air Force One, and would vanish without leaving a trace. These covert testing missions proved that many of the U.S. military operations and bases were exposed. This resulted in the replacement of Marine and Navy military police by contracted private security companies that were usually manned by former military personnel. Previous Red Cell members, notably Steve Hartman and Dennis Chalker, claimed that the testing exercises of military bases and submarines were a front in order to move special operations troops around the world for covert missions against actual military threats. Commander Richard Marcinko retired from the Navy on February 1st, 1989, with 30 years, 3 months, and 17 days of enlistment and commissioned active duty service. Shortly afterwards, on January 24th, 1990, Marcinko was found guilty of conspiracy to defraud the government. So, on March 9th, 1990, he was sentenced to 21 months in a federal prison and fined $10,000. Marcinko claims, however, that this was simply a ruse and the government was embarrassed about its inconsistencies and lack of security in the U.S. military that were discovered by Red Cell. He, however, still served his time in prison and paid his fine. Marcinko published a documentary movie detailing his time commanding Red Cell. 
This later resulted in his autobiography, the New York Times best-selling Rogue Warrior, and subsequent fictional sequels, most that were co-written with ghostwriter John Weissman. The Rogue Warrior series was comprised of 16 books, written between 1994 and 2014. With Weissman, he also co-authored three book series on leadership, management, and team building for business executives. Dick Marchinko was the CEO of Red Cell International. He was previously the CEO of SOS Temps Incorporated, a private security advisory group based out of Washington, D.C. He had a politically conservative talk radio show called America on Watch with Dick Marcinko, which was broadcasted live. He was a spokesman for the Zodiac Boat Company's Zodiac Marine Time Training Academy and served as an advisor for Fox TV series 24. He briefly worked together with Strider Knives on a series of knife designs called RW, which comes from Rogue Warrior from 2008 to 2010. During the last few decades of his life, Marcinko lived in a nondescript location in the woods of Farquhar County, 63 miles from Alexandria, Virginia, where he conducted briefings about his books and motivational training company and his security service for governments and corporations around the world. Upon driving up to his property, the welcome sign read, Trespassers will be shot. Survivors shot again. He would swim in a stocked pond on his property, although he didn't fish in it. For exercise, he would also split wood. There was a shooting range on his property, and he liked to take his flying parachute for a ride from time to time. It was simply a metal frame with four wheels, a propeller on the back, and a big parachute on top that could fly to altitudes up to 10,000 feet. He had two daughters and a wife at home. His ex-wife, two grown children, and three grandchildren lived in Hampton Roads in southeast Virginia. On Christmas Day 2021, at the age of 81, Dick Marcinko died in his home in Farquhar County, Virginia, surrounded by close family and friends. Here's a quote from Dick. Knowing the enemy, being creative and unpredictable, using deception and attack to win. I don't follow the thought, winning is not important, playing the game is. If that is in fact true, then why do they keep score? Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Remember My Name podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please contact me at RememberMyNamePodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at RememberMyNamePodcast and Twitter at RMNPodcast. So take a minute and remember this name, Richard Marcinko.